having a series of recent conversations with friends and family, I've decided to put my ranting against technology to the side for a moment and really focus on the individual experience a little bit more. I think alienation is an appropriate topic given the times that we're in right now. Even with the rollout of the new coronavirus vaccine, a lot of us are still confined to being in our homes, working remotely. I wanted to explore what sort of effects this is taking on our mental health. I know topics like loneliness or alienation have come up frequently when talking about the coronavirus pandemic. I wanted to explore further this concept of feeling isolated. Something that became very obvious to me at the beginning of the pandemic was that it was taking its immediate effects on dating and relationships. Now, a lot of people who were in the beginning stages of an early relationship were forced all of a sudden after February 2020 to either live together for long periods of time, working together remotely in the same apartment, or into circumstances that really put a test on their relationship. And the results of this were obvious. There were countless people who had either ended a relationship or divorce rates went up in the first six months of the pandemic. On top of that, the coronavirus pandemic has had a massive effect on the collective existential crisis that a lot of millennials are experiencing at the moment. Unemployment rates had gone up and there was a collective feeling of anxiety that pervaded a lot of the Western world. A lot of people feeling hopeless, not knowing what to do with their lives overthinking their situations, becoming quite nihilistic and unable to look for a sense of direction in life. And this can be really dangerous for a lot of people for different reasons. For one, we've seen the emergence of extremist groups here in the U.S. on both sides of the political spectrum, ranging from Antifa to groups like QAnon that got to the point where they would storm the Capitol. And I wanted to make a remark on people that I've seen from these groups. I recently saw an interview with members of the QAnon cult, and my first takeaway was that these people didn't seem mentally unstable at all. On the contrary, these people that I saw in these interviews seemed struck with conviction in what they were saying, and seemed to be mentally competent, mentally stable people like you and me. However, I started wondering, how is it that a smart person can become infected by bad ideas so easily? And the more I've explored, the more I've come to the conclusion that a person who is in complete control of their mental faculties can become persuaded by any sort of cult-like ideology or belief. I think a longing for religion is inherent to human psychology and it was Nietzsche who first said that that God is dead and we have killed him. Now what Nietzsche also predicted was that the death of God will lead to complete dissolution for long periods of time and perhaps the complete breakdown of civilization. Now what we've seen in the past 
couple of years, perhaps accelerated by the pandemic, is that that religion is not completely absent, but has just been replaced by political beliefs and ideologies. And when I look at people like members of the QAnon cult, I have to think that what I really see are people who are lost, people who have felt alienated or isolated from society for whatever reason they've been cast out. And this feeling of being ostracized, perhaps inadvertently, due to one form or another, whether that's losing their job, ending a relationship, or becoming estranged from their family, has led them to look for a sense of meaning or a sense of purpose in other groups. Whether that's becoming completely anarchist, trying to burn down buildings, destroy property, businesses, or even storm the Capitol building. People are in need of a sense of meaning in their lives, a sense of purpose, as Viktor Frankl said it. And what's the answer to this? I've been somewhat ruminating on this question for a while, and one of my previous podcasts, I explored that a career doesn't need to be meaningful, but I still think that adopting a sense of personal responsibility is quintessential to living a meaningful life. The meaning does not have to be derived from a career, but it Taking up a career is part of the journey of committing yourself to a life of purpose and a life of meaning, whether you'd like to have kids someday or grow up to be a role model for others. It's extremely important to make that transition from adolescence to adulthood at some point in time. And for some, it may happen earlier. It may be forced on you. And for others, it might happen at a later point in life. One of the most striking things... Um, cultural differences between places I've lived was I, I recently moved from a large metropolitan city to a much smaller city here in the U.S. And of the people that I've met so far, I've met people my age, I'm 27, who tell me about their lives. And these people have wife and kids, and they're 27 years old. And at first, I had a feeling of being shocked at being so young and throwing your life away by getting married and having kids. The thought of having kids at this point in my life is scary to me because it feels like I'm giving up on all my dreams and this sort of commitment will not allow me to pursue the things that interest me, like traveling or all the other aspirations that I might have in my life. But it was on a recent podcast with Mark Manson that I heard that a sense of commitment, that which we are afraid of, is really the first step towards living a meaningful life. It's a leap of faith in some sort because you almost feel, as a millennial, I can totally relate to the fear of committing yourself to something like a marriage or having children or a job that you don't know if you'll like. But the absence of that is, the, the opposite of that is nihilism. And believing that there is no meaning in life, which can lead you down a dark road, like becoming an anarchist, member of QAnon, or a member of Antifa, or whatever, whatever extremist group, whatever cult is there to offer you meaning in life. What I fear about the modern age that we live in is that these sort of dangerous ideas, these dangerous ideologies are so easily accessible with the advent of the internet and social media that anybody 
feels like they're going through some sort of existential crisis or loss of belief in themselves or in humanity can just go online on Facebook or anywhere and find these sort of beliefs completely attractive and convincing to them. I don't think this is social media's fault per se. I just think that this level of communication is unprecedented for us. It might be growing pains in just adjusting. I don't think that we're necessarily meant to be attuned to every global phenomenon going on at every moment of the day, whether that is the political uprising in Myanmar or the Brexit campaign over in England, the recent political party changes in Italy, the 24-hour news cycle of global phenomenon is completely unnatural to the human condition and for human psychology in general. The best solution that I have found is one that I've suggested again and again, and that is just tuning out the noise and focusing on what's happening at the local level in your community. So to end this podcast, I will share a quote from Mark Manson, the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, both of which have sold 13 million copies worldwide. Commitment allows you to focus intently on a few highly important goals and achieve a greater degree of success than you otherwise would. And with that, I'll let you all commit yourself to something you truly believe in.